House of Hades, Chapter 5, Annabeth. Nine days. As she fell, Annabeth thought about Hesiod, the old Greek poet who'd speculated it would take nine days. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Don't we all? Don't we all? You know that feeling when you're falling into the deepest pit of hell? And you're like, damn, this is going to take over a week? <laughs> that That's... I was not thinking of nine days as over a week. Somehow, thinking of it as over a week feels longer than saying nine days. Yeah. I know. You really like Hesiod. No, you like Ovid. Listen... Ovid first has it second. All right. <laughs> Ava, Neve, how are we this week? Well, <laughs> well, for me, um, personally, I'm three hours behind these other two folks because I'm visiting my extended family in Oregon. And it's a really, really lovely place. Like, I'm in, like, central Oregon. I'm in Bend. It's very, like hippie you know fun free like it's like therapy like I don't have to like worry about I don't know people just walk slowly here and that's the kind of the vibe but like yeah I'm chilling um but also like the sun is literally setting right now and for these guys it's almost midnight which is crazy yeah I had to fight to get um to get a decent connection um I went in a cave today went spelunking it's really cool i went to the high desert museum and i also um floated down a river with rapids and my tube um like deflated it was really funny um oh my god it was hilarious but tomorrow we're going to a lake where i will be paddle boarding it's gonna be fun oh i Um, love paddle boarding i know it's it's gonna be a grand old time um it's been a grand old time. I just had the best freaking dinner. My grandma um, cooked it and she's an amazing cook. And yeah, I'm kind of thriving, but I'm also like, it feels so weird that I'm three hours behind what I normally am. Yeah. Oh my God. I also, I'm watching a show like the Hulu one called Only Murders in the Building. <gasps> this, have you watched it? I watch it every week. I, I like, I, both seasons I've regularly watched it like every I watched the first season with my parents I got caught up today you did yes uh this past week's episode was really good it was okay wait we have to talk about it um crazy anyway Neve should watch it too this is it is a Neve show love it it's a Neve show Brayden has told me to watch it about 400 times But it's really good on the podcast about how I have like the strangest taste in television. Like for do. some reason, I it's strangest lines that can't be crossed. Like it is truly very specific shows that I enjoy. Most of them are political comedy. I have no reason. That's so good. But then like random crime dramas I do like, which makes me think I probably will like this. I just need to force myself to watch it instead of watching the new super fan office episodes. Bruh. Um, it's funny it's really funny and like it it starts a little bit slowly but not even that slowly so you'll you'll have a good time but otherwise you know how are you otherwise i'm good i just had everyone come out and visit for the weekend so that was very exciting Braden came to visit along with a couple of our other friends and stay in my home in new jersey so everyone hates New Jersey until Neve's like come for a beach weekend and then everyone's in New Jersey. So I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Um, you invite, we attend. Fun. We had little, little drinks. It was a good time. I love a little drink. It was very good. I literally cannot believe that we had brunch this morning. Like what? That was four days ago, but it fully wasn't. It was this morning. That's crazy. Yeah, I my update is I, I visited Neve for the weekend, so that that fills in that there. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm I'm back home now. But uh I went to New Jersey for about twenty-four hours. I requested my shift off and got it a- approved the day before someone took my shift and I was like, So I'm coming. <laughs> so I will be there. <laughs> I will be going to the beach. 
this is the one time I've gone to the beach this summer. Um, but we were, so we got to the beach at like nine o'clock in the morning and Brayden wasn't there until like four. So we were there for a while before Brayden got there and we were like in the water, just like me and our two other friends who were came to visit. And one just goes, can you imagine Brayden like swimming in, in the ocean? And we were like, actually, excellent point. Like we could imagine you swimming in a pool. We could imagine, like, but like the ocean, we were like, is he going to want to do this? And then we yeah, I can't Brayden. imagine ocean Brayden personally. Exactly. So we called Brayden to get an ETA and he was like, yeah, I think I'll probably be there around like 345. We were like, cool. And I was like, quick question. Do you want to swim in the ocean when you get here? And he was like, I mean, I, I will. I'm not apt to it. And we started, like screaming, laughing. We were like, we knew. That, but he did swim in the ocean. And yeah, I was like, we did spend over an hour in the water. So you enjoyed. I, I will enjoy it. I'm not going to go out of my way. <laughs> my thing that I like to do the most at the beach is I like to read on the beach. That makes a lot of sense for you. I will go in the water. Going in the water, though, was for us is just another location to talk. I know. And it was a little, it was kind of like talk on hard mode because it was high tide. So the waves were bigger. Um, That's the best time. Really, I yeah, love but going Little in Miss the water. Allison is pretty short. <laughs> yeah, she is. She well, her life enough. out there sometimes. <laughs> Listen, shorts for chumps. I love going in the ocean. And like jumping on the big waves. Oh my God, that entertains me for hours. I Last summer, we, we did the same yeah. thing. No, it is a lot of fun. I like fun fact about our group of friends is we don't like to do things. Like we're not an activity group of people. We just like to go to different locations to talk. That's true. We don't shut up. We, like, don't do much. We'll, like, play a game for, like, five minutes and get bored, and we will just sit and talk. And like, for yourself, I love games. No, that's true. I also love games. Most of the rest of our friends do not. And also, Ava and I are not fun people to play play games with. No. I really can't believe that Ava would still play a game with you after you literally threw something at her, but that's a story for another time. That is I actually I actually don't think you can bring that up and not provide context. Okay, it was charades and Brayden was trying to convey Naomi Campbell who threw her so phone I, at someone. So I threw my phone at Ava and <laughs> no one got it. It hit me oh, right in the ass. Holy shit, Brayden threw his phone at not Ava. hard. It wasn't hard. And it wasn't like at my face. It, li- it hit me in the butt and that's just how it was. <laughs> The thing that was most at risk in that situation was my phone. It was. That's true. Yeah. I was fine. But I was also like, what just happened? And then our other friend went, no, keep going. Keep going. And that's what <laughs> made me mad. And that's why we're not allowed to play charades anymore. We have we, the curse also, deck of, still in the apartment. None of you will play um, um, Cornhole with me either. I don't think we're against playing cornhole. I just won't play cornhole with me. It's cornhole and um, a Mario Kart. I get how often have we encountered cornhole? (laughs) I've just were you not there with with Danny? Um, Well, yeah, we we played cornhole once. Yeah, that was enough for for at least a few of our. (laughs) I'm actually aggressively competitive, and it's really bad. Anyway, another time. Yeah, we got sidetracked, but yeah. that's okay. Welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Yeah, welcome back to our Percy Jackson podcast. Yeah. Um, this week, we'll be discussing uh, House of Hades, chapters five through eight, through the theme of adjustment. That is so mild. Like, you know, well... Chapters, I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Neve is giving the summary, correct? Yes, I'm just, I'm not worried about the summary. I'm actually pretty confident in my ability to do this for this chapter, but Brayden always just starts at a random time and I'm never Three, ready. Three, two, one, go. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're alive, people. Big deal. Percy and Annabeth are alive. They are falling. They start to realize that they're going to come and hit the ground, but they're above water. So Annabeth's like, Percy, work it out. And 
saves them from hitting the ground too hard, but now they're in this water that makes them think deep, introspective, sad thoughts about themselves, but they get out. And then they're super, super fucking injured. And then they have to drink flames in order to stop being injured. Because <laughs> it's like the nectar of the underworld. And then they see Kelly from books prior, which why does this bitch keep coming up? And then she's there and she, they like overhear her talking and they're like, shit, they're going to the doors of death. We got to follow Kelly. And um, Annabeth refers to Luke as her old friend. And that was super weird. That was, I, that was really good. Not, not difficult chapters, but I like that you like even got, you got some extra details in there. I literally thought about what extra details I wanted to include because there are important and strange extra details. We, in this. we after the music, we gotta circle back to the Luke thing. <laughs> yeah, we do. We will do songs, and then that is the first thing on the agenda. And yeah. then Kelly, and then Kelly is fucking yeah. back. <laughs> but what songs did we bring this week? I've actually got two options, so go for it. Um, mine is, I've kind of just been, I've been waiting to use this song all summer, um, for like these chapters. It's This Hell by Rina Sawayama. Mm, oh, yeah. that is excellent. That's very good. The, the refrain of the chorus is this hell is better with you. So oh. like that's, that's, that summarizes it Perfect. pretty well. It's also been like my song of the summer. <laughs> When he drove to my house, he pulled up blaring it. So that's that is true. Mm-hmm. No, that is a perfect choice. I mean, it is actually really, really, really good. Literally, what other song could work? But um, my song is going a little viral on TikTok. I feel like it's only going in on viral in like like fan spaces. I feel like it's really only getting used in whatever. It's Atlantis by Seafret. It is so good. I've been listening to it all the time, but it is very sad. And it's just basically like being like, I don't know if I can save. It's about like a relationship, but this is taking it in the literal sense of they are real beat up. Like, I just truly forgot. Like, I know that they're in the worst part of the underworld, but like, oh my God, it's like vivid how beat up they are in these chapters. I'm so. looking at the cover of the... um the, the album cover for this song and this does look like a band whose song you would like that is, you've heard it you prob- you specifically Brayden Stallman have probably heard it hmm. like play it really quick I guess mute yourself so you don't get copyright strikes alright I will mute and listen while Ava says her choice Good. Yeah, okay. So I'm getting angry at the cars passing by when I'm sitting in a public park and it's literally just a domestic road. Um okay, so I was gonna okay, I'll I'll go through my thought process. I was gonna choose Supermassive Black Hole <laughs> by Muse because I think that's fucking hilarious. But I'm gonna be frank. Um I don't like that song as much as I like my other pick, which was Wonderland by Taylor Swift. Because Ooh. Nice. I know. Um, at flashing lights, and we took a wrong turn, and we fell down a rabbit hole. You held on tight to me because nothing's as it seems, and spinning out of control. Shut the fuck up. That's perfect. Um, I yeah, and also I love Wonderland, and also it reminds me of um, the Avengers. A, a total side note, but it does. Um, think Wait, Winter Soldier. But explain. Um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Think about it. That like confused me even more okay well that's for another time but anyway um (laughs) i yeah i i like that song and it has fun associations for me and that's part of the fun so i think it fits perfectly and i love it and also i haven't done taylor in a long time that's true that's true there was a time where we only did taylor (laughs) yeah we have grown since then yeah except and but taylor could come visit us and use her private jet at any time. <laughs> it's just been on my mind. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, the Luke thing first. Oh my God. So listen, I understand that it is most likely 
due to the fact that like Rick didn't want to go into that. <laughs> like it's like we don't need to recap the entire overarching plot of the first five books of this like mega series in a chapter talking about why Kelly is still here, but like it just was a weird weird thing for Annabeth to say because I don't know what she would have it, it just would have made more sense if like Percy got to be like this girl like this monster was the reason that one of my old enemies Luke like it just would have been phrased better than Annabeth being like my oldest friend <laughs> it's like yeah sure fine but also what a minimization of a lot of complex things yeah it's also, it's also like, like he did sacrifice himself though so I like I guess that's like you remember people how you decide to remember them but like I don't know yeah I don't know it's just she's also giving him that when there are people like Tali, like, I don't know. Like, it just, it it felt a little icky in the sense of, like, you can tell she still has some emotions that she hasn't come to terms, or she has come to terms with, but hasn't, I don't want to say bullied herself enough for, but, like, like, listen, feel your feelings, but you're better than that, right? She's better than that. She is better than that. I I don't like when they keep they they sometimes hammer on the like. She chose Percy because Luke was dead. Yeah, I'm like ooh, that feels like incorrect. But this is the problem is that's kind of what Rick accidentally wrote. Yeah, he's a little too forgiving to yeah. Luke in a way that like it's just a mess. It's not a problem we actively have to deal with because he's dead. True. But like, did not cleanly tie up the Luke and Annabeth bow in a way that did not look like love triangle, fix love triangle because one dead. And then fix, but then he fixes the other love triangle because she's like, and now she's a nun. Yeah. Yeah. A nun. That's funny. Brutal. But yeah, very, very strange moment. But know who is having character growth though me because when kelly came back this time i was like i kind of like this i just why is it always her like she has shown up in so many books because it was that that thing where it's like okay now like you got it's when you you just like beat a dead horse so many times the horse came back alive for me yes no no that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is because like I I I liked seeing her out of the sheer oh my god it's you again like yeah. <laughs> I was like we hated on her so much that I loved to come back around to like oh my god I hate her so much I'm like a Kelly Stan at this point I know I'm kind of a Kelly Stan because like she she's nothing if not persistent she truly is but I just just from a writing standpoint it's just such a like single dimension villain to continue to bring back like yeah, there's, there's, there's see but i i love the back. new twist though she's like she's like the young uh like millennial empusai and there's like these like boomer empusai that she's like leading around she's like no i know like i have been to earth a couple times um i don't know if you i don't i don't know if you've known known this but i did go abroad <laughs> literally literally when I, I agree. so like my my semester abroad on earth in um, high school let me tell you about it yeah and it's That's giving hilarious. that in a way that i love it really is i'm so is such funny. a big fan me too she's like no i know so with, i do you know where we're going no have you gone to earth no so yeah. follow me it's like yeah. old flop. Old flop. So old true. flops, follow me. I love but her. Besides Kelly, that was my favorite part. What was everyone else's favorite part? <sighs> uh, I'm trying to like 
these chapters were just so chock full of hopelessness. So the, sad. The shit I loved about it is so nerdy. Like, I love that they, like, incorporated, like, mythological terminology, like, one after the other. I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just very... Hopeless is just, like, the best word for it. Yeah. Because then, like, they're like, Annabeth's like, I've got a plan. Drink these flames. And there's, like, one line where it's, like, Percy's eyes roll back into his head. I was like, I remember reading that as a child and being like, oh, so King is dead. Like, he is dead. Um, and that is just, it's just very visceral. Because even when people have died in these books, it's either been like, we, it's like an off-screen thing in a sense that like, you know, I'm th- I just think of like Beckendorf, like he died, but also you didn't watch that happen. Very like Disney Plus deaths. Very yeah, like, like, We don't watch. And um, like Queen Zoe, we watch that, but it's like peaceful and like, like tragic, but not like gory. This is these Stop. Chapters. Ava's still not over it. You can't. No, I it. never will be. It's so sad. I'm sorry. It was just simply so many seasons ago, but it's just for the example's sake of like, it was very, it was very like peaceful and not, it was tragic, but not like gory. And like everything happening to them in these chapters is like so viscerally scary. Like, they really took that YA and Rick really took that YA rating and like beat it into the ground. Like this is for no, this is not for 11 year olds anymore. Like this is so, ugh. I do have to say as the only person who has finished this book, even though I, I honestly, I barely remember it. I was going through the like chapters, like, like skimming through the book to like plan out the like themes for the season and to like remind myself of like, and I was like, wow, I don't remember anything that happens in this book. But I do You're remember. All blind, blind. I do remember it gets so much worse. Oh my God. Like, this is so. Ooh. Like, this Tartarus stuff is dark. It is so dark. And, and even the non Tartarus stuff is not joyful. No. Like, the last chapters were also like. Very they dark. like. We were depressing as fuck. Yeah. I like the soft fuck. I, because I forgot that we could swear. I don't know. Well, because the last job I worked at, we like couldn't really swear. And they were doing a production of Honk Jr. So we kept just substituting in Honk. So I was going to say depressing as Honk. And then I realized that I didn't have to do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The thing with the the deaths kind of baffles me because I would have thought that Rick would have stuck to one model of death, like either kind of on screen or off screen. Because here's the thing, like in Greek tragedy, like it's always off stage, like and that's kind of like a fundamental rule of it. And listen, like this is a Greek tragedy if I've ever <laughs> read one. But see, now we've incorporated Roman, Roman. and but, Roman tragedy is all about blood, guts, and gore and death right. on stage. Right. And that I understand in making it young adult and the blood, guts, whatever. Like, yes. However, in the initial series, like, people still did die in the eyes of the first person. And so, like, that's what kind of got me. I was like, so this switch doesn't even feel legit. Like this switch from like a Greek method of storytelling to a Roman method of storytelling doesn't even necessarily feel legitimate because you're not following one of the concrete rules of Greek storytelling to begin with. So that honestly might not have been something that he was even conscious of. And that's totally fair. But like, it just baffles me because it's like you have people like Beckendorf dying off stage, like to, to say, I guess. But like, then I have to ask like, was that just for convenience's sake? Like, is it not a matter of like the model of, I don't know. Oh, I no, it's, well, it, I think it's I, one because of, of book grading is mostly it. I also yeah. think that is a Beckendorf's death is a horrible example of, it's not technically fridging because fridging as a trope t- is specifically refers to like killing a female character for a male character's benefit, but yeah. it was killing a black man for a white man's, uh, yeah 
plot progression. And, and so it's it's the same like, kind of like yeah. And his death was it's like the particularly the ones that would be particularly like gory. Like he like died in an explosion. Like it was it would have been like horrible to describe that in a kids book. And that's why the switch to the YA format that now it's like, oh, they're 15, so they can read about this. And I think that it only is so visceral because we like read this as kids that were younger, like only a little bit younger than Percy was in the original. Like we and now rereading them, like we just thought like reading like the lightning thief, so many of our episodes are just being like they're so small like like they're so little and now we're like reading about them growing up and now they're going through this like terrible stuff and i understand that it's like he couldn't have necessarily written tartarus any other way it's literally built as like the shittiest place a person could be and mm-hmm. it's like you know a, a torture pit for everyone who has done something like terrible so yeah. obviously it has to be described as really really bad but it's still just a lot to read how bad it is yeah i do i do think the over the course of the heroes of olympus series it grows darker and darker and obviously this is the climax so it's like going to be the darkest it feels a little abrupt in like looking at it like in the long run but looking at over the course of like the last book i think mark of athena it very intentionally transitions like yeah. it is, he really does spend Lost Hero, Son, Son of Neptune, and Mark Latina transitioning us into the darker mode of operation because that, like, the end of Mark Latina is also so dark. It is. It really, really is. The thing about these chapters that's jarring is it's not just dark anymore, it's like masochistic. Yeah. It's like, it's just very detailed in like this is how they're in pain and every detail yeah, of their like pain. Annabeth has glass in her hand. Percy is on the verge of death. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I guess what you bring up about the gory deaths being off stage per se in um the initial series does make sense because like through an this is gonna sound so fucking pretentious. But, like, through an Ovid lens, it does check out. Because, like, in the myth of, like, Mira, for example, like, listeners, to those who don't know the myth of Mira, it's a little fucking disgusting. It's actually really fucking gross. Um, She was cursed by Aphrodite to, like, want to fuck her father. And it was super fucked up, whatever. And at one point, she, like, melts into a lake and turns into a tree or whatever. Um, they all be turning into trees. We all be turning into trees. And the thing is, like, that is technically a death. And in the metamorphoses, like, that is staged. But I guess it's not, like, it's not an explicit, like, and then her heart stopped, you know? So it's just such a, like, I just, I can't decide what was intentional and what was coincidence with that. And it really baffles. Oh, interesting to me, like seeing like the, uh, like the through lines, like there's nothing I love more than a through line from, there's a bug on my screen. Okay. Um, there's nothing I love more than a through line from like classics to modern adaptations of things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. And the gore, the thing with it, it also does give Greek gore type, like Roman gore is like for for the sake of like ooh blood um but greek gore is very like and then um the arm was cut off and then guess what happened because of that 10,000 plagues and blah 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 like it's very it's like psychological gore yeah and, like, that's what i like oh, not appreciate but that's what i understand in terms of like him adapting that style when like it's like demigods so it's like they're meshing the roman and greek like styles of like violence so i like i i appreciate that and i see it it's just with the deaths the lines get blurry this is 
no, it's related, but I just have to mention, like you just saying that like psychological, like aspect of it, this is sort of breezed over. It's only in like two paragraphs. The air is acid. Huh? How are they like, like just literally everything in this entire environment being centered around killing everything that steps into it is like just like and like Annabeth literally says like if she didn't have Percy she would have just like curled up probably and accepted that she was going to die but she's like for Percy I'll keep going which I have like complicated feelings about yeah but like it's it's all right we'll talk about it in the theme I think it makes more sense there but Yeah. yeah this is these are just such rough chapters I think part of it, too, is Rick at this point has now run out of the nice myths. Like, yeah. a lot of the, the, the... There are a lot of the myths and, like, legends that have been used so far have been a little easier to sugarcoat. Or, like, it gets missed for, like, a younger audience. Like, they're like, the cannibals. Tee-hee-hee. And, like, you don't really register what that means because they're not talking about specifically the details of the can the Lystragonian giants eating people. They're just like, they're cannibals. Ha ha. Um, and all of those myths that have come up can, can get darker, but there are some myths, like all the, this underworld Tartarus stuff is like, there's no sugar coating it. Yeah. It is just terrifying to begin with. And he's, and so now we're basically just like, this is just how it is. The fucking Phlegathon shit, where it's like Ugh. it keeps them alive so that they can torture more. Like yeah. they're like the only it's healing so that you can die forever. Yep. On that cheery note, we're gonna take a break and then we'll be back to talk about the theme. All right. This week's theme is adjustment. I do think we kind of talked about adjustment in terms of like how we adjusted from Greek depiction of tragedy to Roman. Um, And so that was my intelligent point. And my dumb point is what time zone do y'all think Tartarus is? (laughs) No, but it's, it's down. Well, because here's my thing. They probably move time zones if it's under everything. Like what yes. they were in the same time zone that they dropped from. So wherever whatever time zone Rome is in, I've no so, idea. So geographically, are we meant to assume it's like more like is this like a journey to the center of the earth kind of thing? I'm thinking. Because they're falling down. Like they don't so, take turns. So if they if they're falling down for approximately Let's say that they do fall down the nine days. We're not told in amount. They don't know how long they've been falling. Could yeah. be nine days. Actually, we how many? We figured out how long it was when hate. We if we assume this takes place right after the last chapters. Yeah, it's been at least like a week or something, right? They, yeah, I mean they probably got a head start because they were already pretty far underground when they started. Like they fell from already down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> They are so they've probably fallen so far, so close to the center of the earth that they're not in any time zone anymore. T, I know, or in every time zone, true. I think I just I'm thinking about time zones because like jet lag is real. Um, even for three hours, which is so dumb, but anyway, whatever. Um, I think I honestly think with the whole air is acid shit, like I really think that it would be like, oh, like you are like time isn't real there but like for the sake of fucking you up like let's give you the time zone like let's give you like vietnam time zone and have you adjust all the time and give you permanent jet lag because it fucking sucks for you like i honestly feel like that would like i think a lot of tartarus is like meant to like the environment is meant to like stifle any attempt at adjusting to it and assimilating to it like it just keeps bringing the worst possible thing that would hinder them from adjusting to it um 
which is such a like niche and like poignant and gross form of torture. Like, fuck that. Like, I hate that. Anyway, that's what I have to say. I mean, so you like, you brought up the like, what time zone is it question as a joke, but I think that is like super real in the fact that they don't have a way to tell time. Like oh, they yeah. are, they don't they, have anything. Like they, like, time, they know time is passing, but they have no way to measure it. And like that can fuck with you. Like you, that is like being locked in a padded room, except yeah. you're dying and there's no windows. Yeah. yeah. It's on fire. But like it is, they like briefly go over, like they have no supplies. Like everything got lost in the fall or like got washed away in the river when they landed in it. And that's just an interesting point of adjustment of like, not just landing somewhere like, Oh my God, drawing parallels to the first book when the bus blows up and they're like wiped of all of their supplies, you know, like it happens to them again. However, this time it's in like the worst conditions possible to have zero supplies. Um, But it also wasn't great conditions for them to be 12 and have zero supplies in the middle of the woods either. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I feel like, it's an interesting situation to put any characters in, but this is simply not just interesting. Just I, I mean that parallel too, where like they have now lost all their supplies and they're in Tartarus, the worst place in the entire world. And in the first book, they're the bus is blown up and they're in New Jersey, the worst place in the entire world. And you've been to New Jersey so many times, you can't say that anymore. It was just there. It you, was. you, you. I thought it was up the map. Parallel. I just followed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good parallel without the New Jersey roast, but it was that was a good joke. You're welcome. But I have to bring up this brief moment where Annabeth is like, if I would have fallen down here alone, I would have just accepted my fate and died. Would you that, have? Gone? That was dark. I know. And I, I guess it's like truly putting a character at a mental strain that we've never seen her before. Like she did all of most of Mark of Athena by herself. And she had like lost Percy for a while and was by herself in that sort of way. But I just don't, I feel like it fundamentally goes against what Rick has taught us about Annabeth, that she wouldn't, I mean, it's it's underselling it, but it's just because it's the theme, that she wouldn't adjust to this. That she, like, wouldn't, like, at least try and get out and make a plan and do something without Percy being there. And this kind of attributes, like, oh, well, Percy is there, so she has to keep going. And I get being alone is hard. It's just, Annabeth is just not the character we would expect this to do. And I felt weird that she kept saying that. You know why it's so weird is because it's a Percy beat. Exactly. That's exactly his whole thing. Like, yeah. And we don't get his POV, but I am, I like, we know Percy at this point. So we know that what Percy is thinking is probably the exact same thing. That, like, I would die here. I would just die here. Yeah. But I have to save Annabeth. I have to get out to save my friends. And that makes the most sense for his character and his fatal flaw. But Annabeth's fatal flaw almost fights against that. That, like, although too prideful to give up in that way. I don't know. It although she, she also does not have that motivation of, like, I have to get out because other people need me. Like they she, sort of she, do. she, I mean, they do. And I'm not saying she's too selfish than that. And obviously the river is making them specifically think like is, yeah. is pulling into that, but that's not where her mind would initially jump. And I think yeah. because there is that aspect of, um, I lost my thought because there, there is that aspect of like, specifically Percy because she's not a like people oriented person. She Mm -hmm. is a, like we love Annabeth. She's great, but she is intentionally a selfish character. She's written to be selfish, not in like she's selfish, but like her, her motivations are primarily 
centered around herself, whereas Percy's motivations are primarily centered around his relationships with other people. Yeah, for sure. Also, I want to bring up the knife. That she lost? Yes, because I... This was a detail included in the end of the last book, but, like, it didn't feel super relevant then, but feels super relevant now, that it's, like, that shit is gone. Yeah. And that is, like, a huge, like, symbol for her as a character. Like, it had really been tied up in all of her past. And, like, she has now completed this arc with Arachne. And, like, now she loses the... um now she loses the knife as she's like moving on to this stage, but like also going through a lot of trauma and she's losing that like safety. There's just so much tied up yeah, in, in that knife that like losing it feels like such a big loss, but in such a good way for the plot. Like, I'm so excited that she lost the knife because of its, like, the symbolicness of that. Sad for her. Very but sad for her. It's such a smart, but a small detail, but a really smart detail. It is. And it also is, like, good. I'm sure Rick wasn't thinking when he wrote this into the story that it would benefit him in this specific moment. But the fact that Percy's weapon will always come back to him, even if he does lose it makes it, like, reasonable that we think, like, oh, even without a weapon, Annabeth and Percy can probably survive because Percy's never going to lose his sword, you know? So, like, even if she doesn't have a knife, like, they'll be able to still fight and stuff. And I think that that's, like, a very... It was a good way to have her lose this just for, like, her own character development and not be like, well, now she's... Now they're fucked. They have no way to fight back. You know, because they still do, and they always will, because Riptide's not going anywhere. So, yeah, very interesting. It is really also just a way of just beating them down. <laughs> yeah, making They're sure like, you know they are in the worst possible scenario. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other adjustments. Oh, the other big thing: Percy kills Arachne in like scary way though yeah yeah i th- i i like that it's i mean this is the beginning he has a little bit of an arc that is related to this over the course of the book that i won't talk about because we're not doing spoilers anymore but hmm. it's i love this arc for percy that he is embarking on and it that this like attitude that's like i will literally do anything for annabeth like and like we're we're really watching we've watched his fatal flaw turn inward and like make it hard for himself in a way that like in a very different way that he's like he is willing to like risk a lot and risk himself for his friends and it's been very like in a self sacrificial way and now we're seeing a like side of that fatal flaw that is like in that like I will do anything to protect the people I love in like a like dark way and it's like sad and it's like a lot to deal with but it's so interesting because Rick found a way of like keeping someone in character while giving that like letting them like really veer off and explore a completely like different side of their character. I love a like yeah. character has like battle with them dark their dark set darkest self kind of thing. And like this path that we're going down is like really interesting and so interesting. And like Annabeth only noticing it for like a quick moment, being like like kind of off put by how quick not only like Percy was like, I wish she would have died worse, like based on what she did to you and how quick I remember like Annabeth mentioned something about being how off put, how quick Percy jumps back into the conversation previous to the Arachne to Arachne's like attacking them. 
like literally like it happens and he's like she should have died worse anyways what were you saying like <laughs> let's just get back to it she was like okay i guess we're going back into our old conversation especially so. after a real long set of chapters last book where anima beth made a point not to kill her yeah yeah And like obviously in the end she was like fine we'll throw her to Tartarus but like with a car but like she really did everything she could not to kill Arachne yeah Percy was like bop 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 should have died worse <laughs> exactly I was like oh okay woo sheesh sheesh alright sass moments oh my god yes I am obsessed with mine. Um, I believe this is in chapter seven. Uh, no, probably chapter eight. Um, <laughs> Buford, the mechanical table, sat in the corner in sleep mode, making little steamy snores. Shh, pff, shh, pff. I thought it was so good. good. Noise. Yes. Shh, pff, shh, pff. So funny to me. I loved it. Um, mine is, oh, shut your fang holes, Serephony. When was the last time you escaped the mortal world? I was there a couple of years ago. I know the way. Besides, I understand what we're facing up there. You don't even have a clue. I love it. I like love Kelly. Um, mine is also to do with Kelly. But Annabeth gritted her teeth. She had faced a lot of bad monsters over the years, but she hated the Impuzai more than most. Really? You hate this cheerleader girl more than most of the crazy shit you have gone up against? I thought that was the funniest line. I was like, Annabeth. I was like, unpack that a little bit. Like, that is so weird. I was like, "Mm, this one might be internalized misogyny. (laughs) Literally, but I was like, that is such a funny line. More than most, you have faced literally, like, the worst, the worst monsters in the entire world. And she's like, this, this girl? Is yeah, I would say the worst is, well, what's her name? The, um, the jailer from Battle of the Labyrinth with the snake hair? She yeah. was bad. Yeah, she was bad. But, but also, I don't know. Like Ellie's the worst. She might just hate the fact that she keeps coming back. It is a little personal. Yeah. I'll give her that. And not believe this girl is still here. And I love her. I like, I'm, <laughs> I've turned a corner. I have I am not there yet. I'll let you know if I ever turn the corner, but I am not there yet. I just think it's funny. I also kind of read her voice as um, Lola from Big Mouth. Yeah, yeah. Should I watch Big Mouth? No, I don't like Big Mouth. I okay. thought it was all right. I, I don't like keep up with it, but I thought it was funny. I like Bob's Burgers. Does that inform? They're I wouldn't. Not very similar. I, I, this, I wouldn't say it's the same. Okay. I think if you like Bob, Bob's Burgers, you would like more like like Simpsons, Futurama. I like do like the of. Simpsons. You should watch Disenchanted. Okay. Oh, I know you love that show. I love it. It's fantasy. Yeah, it's, by, by, it's like the fantasy version of Simpsons and Futurama. Um, yeah. Offerings. I can't decide. I have a funny idea, but I don't know if I should use it. I would like to hear it. To give, I would like to give both my offering and my vote off to Miss Kelly. <laughs> That's funny. Fair enough. For like, congrats on still being included in the plot. Vote off for please get out of the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You do make a good point. I almost was also going to give one to Kelly, my offering to Kelly, but um, because you went, I won't. Um, She she just doesn't deserve more than one. Yeah, she was one of my options, so I'm glad. Yeah. I will give it to Annabeth. Yeah. She deserves it. <sighs> I know I should give it to Percy. Like, 
Like there's a, a large part of me that wants to give it to Percy, but that doesn't excite me. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I want to, I want to, I should, right? You can give it to whoever you want. Literally, as we have established, there are no rules. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, they're still talking shit about Arachne, so I'll give it to her. Because she doesn't deserve to be talked shit about. She's just doing her thing. She's also killed. Right. She's (laughs) just a form of talking shit about someone. Killing them. A really physical one, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, today... Wait, this is another... This is kind of related. Today, um... We were like at the river and there was a person with um like their their tube was a dinosaur and I thought that was really funny. And the dinosaur flipped over and I was like, Well, meteor who? Like this is this is what the extinct <laughs> this is how they went extinct. Uh, oh my god. Now let's backtrack and explain how that was related. Um because we're talking about something that died. Well, you got there. So fair <laughs> enough. Congratulations. That was correct. Thank you. The tangents are the history. My vote off is for Seraphine. Yeah, fair. Because fair. God Seraphine. <laughs> God uh, Seraphine. It's uh... Yeah. I don't know. I really I I don't have anyone to super vote on, like I don't know. I guess he's it because I mean that's just how I pronounce that. I don't, I don't know what's correct. Um because listen, bud, I think he manifested the 9 day thing. <laughs> Like, if he'd said three days, Annabeth probably would have been like, oh, man, three days. Weird way to attribute it, but, you know. I had no one else to vote off. I res- No, I, I respect it. it. And I'm yeah. sure he yeah. deserves it. Maybe not for that specific reason, but he definitely deserves to be voted off. Yeah, I think we all do at least once. You're right. That was kind of deep. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, folks, that is all for this week. Join us next week where we will be discussing chapters 9 through 12 through the theme of ownership. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. We also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. See you next week. Yes, in person. <gasps> yes. Yeah, it's Not for you. But for us. We'll see each other. Bye. Bye.